We are, we're here. We are here on camera. And First it's time. weird. Streaming. <laughs> this, is this streaming live or is this getting reposted? We're on Twitch. So right? I'm, I'm looking at Twitch right now and I'm seeing <laughs> us, but I'm Holy seeing crap. like part of our faces, which uh, I'll be honest. Oh, uh, does that mean we need to like, that doesn't make any sense. It means either there's something horribly wrong with Twitch or there's something horribly wrong with me. This is good because when we say something that gets us canceled later, we'll be able to deny it because they can only see like half our face. You know, you, they can't ID us with that. It's it's really confusing. It's like on Twitch, there's just like a big hmm. like menu that just blocks half of the, the video. I mean, this is why we've been only a podcast until now. Simpler. I've never seen. Wait, are you watching Twitch on desktop then? Yeah. Because honestly, <laughs> probably shouldn't say this on Twitch, but I don't watch that much Twitch. But the Twitch that I've twitched, that is the on Twitch. You've the Twitch app. Yes, the Twitch that I twatched was on my on the app on my phone, and that you could you could make all that stuff go away pretty easily by like tapping it, and then you could just watch it. But this uh, one see. is pretty I... intrusive, huh? Yeah, I mean, if you if I don't I don't want to mess with it. It's it's really meta to like start a podcast with all of the problems that you're having starting the podcast, but uh, it it's at least there. Um, if you're watching on Twitch, I personally am sorry. This is my fault that you're seeing it. Yeah. Um, but we we're just we're just too modern. I'll join guys. that apology. I mean, I could have shot the idea down. I said, fine, doesn't matter. Twitch doesn't matter. So we're here because we think you don't matter, you know? So sorry about that. It, it was a free place to drop video, <laughs> to, to do video drops for all our fans. Um, but so let's, in all case, in case you're just, all of them, in case you're coming to Meet the Soccer now, Meet the Soccers now, which would be, I think, our 13th episode. Uh, do we maybe want to do a little bit of a of a top line? Uh, I guess we should. Like a, in the off chance that people would watch this on the internet, like uh, new people, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, anyone's new at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, how can can zero people be new? Never mind. I, I insult us enough. Um, so Meet the Soccer. We're a podcast where there's an Arsenal fan. That's me. And there is a Man United fan. That is? That is me. That is you. Um, and we try to talk about soccer, but a lot of times we get sucked into bigger political and or social and or other things that overshadow the game and that the game gets very involved in, in, you know, ways that are unfortunate oftentimes. Um, but yeah, it's a fun podcast. Not to, not to, <laughs> you should totally, not to... You should totally listen to it. You're underselling in that in addition to soccer, in addition to random veering off into social justice issues, sometimes we, we also just shit. talk about nothing. There we go. <laughs> we do chat shit and I think it's very likely that we get banged in the future, Barty style. There's comments on Twitch right now. We're getting banged for sure. Um, <laughs> but but so yeah. So this podcast started. Uh, Jeff and I are, are separated by multiple bodies of water, uh, and sometimes decent internet connections. And and I'm I'm in Los Angeles. Jeff is in Vienna, Austria. Can I say that is correct? You're allowed. Did you just dox me, bro? All the Jeff fans are going to be waiting outside your house, throwing, mm-hmm. I don't know. The opposing team's fans singing outside my window all night. 
Arsenal fan TV. Arsenal fan TV will find out where you live and trash you for being competition. No. Luckily, I've never told them how much I hate them. Luckily, <laughs> until right now, I've never outed myself as hating them. An Arsenal fan who's not an Arsenal fan of Arsenal fan TV tonight at nine. Oh, man, I'm not. I really, I mean, but you're the same. Like, if you were an Arsenal fan, or if this, or if they were Man United fans, you would not like the way that they screw up your, you know, they totally screw up the club. Like, they make everyone overreact every time we do something, even like minor missteps. Like, I mean, I'm Arsenal fan like TV. This. Sorry. <laughs> no, you, you, you do yours. Arsenal, Let me think about Arsenal, it. But Arsenal fan TV is like, and I'm not this person, but if I were, let's say, a moderate politically, mm-hmm. but that had voted Republican in the last election, and then I look around, and now all the people standing next to me are like, I don't know, eating other people or lighting fires on things, and I'm like, well, well I liked the thing that we all kind of gathered around, but now I'm not sure where you're, where you're taking this. That is being an Arsenal fan to Arsenal fan TV. That is the metaphor I'm going with. It's like you yeah, don't get to that control. That was an excellent and belabored metaphor. <laughs> you don't get to control what the populace thinks. You're in, a, you're in a group that is a population of people, and you can be a reasonable fan amongst irrational mm-hmm. ones. That's all very true. I, I'd say that's you, Jeff. You are a reasonable fan amongst rational ones. I think I am actually a pretty reasonable fan, which makes people hate my opinion on soccer like i get so downvoted because i'll just say the thing that is true that's like i don't know if the manager even matters that much honestly a lot of this shit is luck or like you know like you say that it's like people don't want to hear that or even just saying like honestly Banger's doing fine they just had a bad stretch plus we had to sell a bunch of good players like give him a minute like he's just fine like that's the thing i was going to bring up earlier is like i'm sort of the opposite of an arsenal fan tv fan where I take like the super long view, I don't get that sucked into like the individual. I mean, I, I they hurt the individual losses, but at the end of the day, I know that the sky isn't falling. You know what I mean? Whereas like these guys, some of them have legitimate mental problems, and I don't say that as an insult, but I just point that out. Like some of them have been in and out of psychiatric care. Like these guys, they have a they have a relationship that's not healthy with the club, and I, I mean, and they have a lot of power. Is the thing I was gonna say, like Arsene Wenger might still have a job if it wasn't for these guys and people like him. You know what I mean? I don't know. You're saying if there were more Jeff Vitkins around, there might be an Arsene Wenger Arsenal manager in the world today. Well, I mean, I guess in a literal sense, because there's always a little bit of democracy there. Like if 60% of the fans thought like I thought, they'd be like, yeah, Wenger's fine. He'll get there eventually. Yeah, and it's the extremists in any group that tend to be the the loudest ones, right? Especially with when they For were sure. trying to when they when, when your kind was trying to My get kind. rid of trying to get rid of him, it felt like it was everyone. Even though I'm sure that that was hyperbolically just the result of a lot of, of a few loud Arsenal fan TV types throughout the internet. Yeah. Although, I don't know. That's a good question. I would guess that it was the majority of Arsenal fans by the time it happened. Like, at first it was... But, you know, like, they were... Like, I'm not trying to say that 
they're sort of like the minority throwing us around. That's the Republican Party of America. No, the, <laughs> these guys, you know, like I think by the end, they had won over the fan base with their argument of like, we should have. And honestly, they weren't wrong. Like if we could have gotten Klopp in or, you know what I mean? If we could have been looking for a guy and been opportunistic about it, then sure. But like what we did was not, <laughs> I don't know. We didn't but manage did, that transition. You notice, did you notice that like, Every other club, mine included, Chelsea, everyone points at like Klopp and Pep, and they're like, "Well, just get me one of those. Just give me one of those big boys." And there's two of them. Yeah, and and, they and it's hard to, be- to tell who that's going to be. You know what I mean? Like, even like like it, people talk about it all the time. But Klopp had that like bad year. Like, imagine if Liverpool would have let him go when Tottenham he left the door. Fired him. Yeah, Tottenham would have fired him. You know what I mean? And he wouldn't have gotten to the be where he is now. So I don't know. That's a tough one, and it's and it's different different personalities that kind of can do different things, right? Like you might have a club that just has a bunch of in their prime stars win right now. Then you really want someone who can just motivate people who kind of know what they're doing. Like that's your Zidane winning multiple Champions Leagues with Madrid. Yeah. Didn't change the way Madrid played. He was just like, well, uh, go do the thing that you. Oh, I don't know how. Zidane sounds. <laughs> Let's just I think assume that was a really good impersonation. Let's assume that. Go do the thing that you're good at doing. That, that's well, that's going to be a voice that applies to a lot of people on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's the. I, let's just make that the go-to accent when we don't know someone's accent, because that could be a lot of different countries right there. Former English Prime Minister Theresa May. Well, uh, when I came here, England was uh, falling to pieces, and uh, I fixed it, and nobody liked me. Hmm. So, do you, <laughs> do you want to start the show, or do you want to let me continue uh, filibustering? Um, yeah, I mean, you can filibuster for a while. I was just trying to Still add one of these busters. banners. <laughs> Then you've got to click show on it. So I'm, I'm te- sorry, audience. I'm teaching Jeff how to drive while we're all in the car with him. Oh. Oh, there you go. And Jeff just got a banner on the screen. says accent, horrible, but it's punctuated. So it's kind of not sure That's if he wants to be that. a clause or a sentence. Period. No, but speaking of um, horrible accents, uh, mm-hmm. not speaking about it, there's no segue for this. Do you want to... <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, Do you sorry. I thought you get... were speaking about horrible accents. No, I keep that. clicking. <laughs> let's let's get into the first match that we're going to touch upon. Take it away, Jeff. Arsenal won, of course. They uh, they got revenge upon Brentford, who beat mighty us. Brentford, who beat us two 0 You got to give them, give respect where respect is due. Granted, half our team had malaria and the other half had COVID, but. Like they, whatever team Arsenal was the first game of the season, they beat them, and so it was. Re- it was refreshing to see. I don't know. They came out and they had like twenty four shots or something. Like we should have had about four penalties in this match, which we'll get to later. We had the two. You know what I mean? Like it was a dominant performance, which was nice because it, it's Brentford. We should be beating the shit out of them, especially at home. You know what I mean? Do you think they kind of sucker punched you in the first match? Is that is that part of the explanation? I know you you're know saying. Say? Like I know I was kind of. Like, I know I was kind of shitting on their win a minute ago, but I don't actually, like, there was something really cool about it because the other thing that was great about it is that was their first game in the Premier League, and they have Arsenal at home, and the fans just packed 
the house and it was rocking. And it was actually, it was such a wake up call from last season where, you know, you're used to these weird silent stadiums and COVID restrictions and things. And this was like, boom. I mean, it was rocking. And I think that affected the game a lot. Like there was a massive home field advantage there. And so, you know, credit where credit's due the uh, Brentford and their fans. It was their night, you know, first match in the premier league with fans against Arsenal at home. Dude, yeah, like, you haven't seen a football match in running. two years, and now your club is in the Premier League? Dude, like, that must have been... There was even a little part of me that was, like, happy for them. Like, ah, I really wish we didn't start the season that way. But, like, that guy's having the night of his life right now. You know what I mean? But they've... Have they, I think they've kind of... Not that they've followed Brentford, but they've kind of cooled off a bit. Um, haven't they? Like, from their initial yeah. couple of good Although, results... I mean, if they stay where they are they are now, they're going to stay up, which I think is a good result for your first season in the Premier League. Did, uh, all, did, I mean, did Erickson play against you guys? Brentford had oh, signed Christian good, Erickson to a six-month deal. that signed him. Um, because of all the Danes. <laughs> that is a great question. I don't think so. Um, I would have noticed that, but I wasn't thinking about that during the game, so maybe he did and I missed it somehow. I don't know. He's been training with them now for a few weeks. I'm wondering when he'll be like, okay, we trust you to to step foot on the pitch and not die. Like, I wonder what that yeah. what that's going to be. I mean, could have researched why, not, that, why but... not a super sub? He could definitely play for 15 minutes, right? That's what I would have thought. And that's why I would have thought he would have ended, especially against Arsenal. I feel like he would have shown up for the last 15 minutes just Dude. to be like, I've been here before. He used to have our fucking number too. I'm glad he wasn't in that game. I forgot that that was them, man. So then you've effectively avoided him then because you've already played them to start the season. You just played the follow-up. So you're, you're not going to have to see Christian Erickson, at least against not this year. uh, I mean, do you think there's, I guess at this point we still haven't seen him, but do you think there's any chance? Like, what do you think the chances are he's in the league next year, either with Brentford or somebody else? Well, it's only a six month deal. So if he does really well, like Coutinho showing up, doing really well, I bet you someone with more money than Brentford, a la, would you be surprised to see him playing for Newcastle next year? As they're they, like... I think they could have this really fun Bad News Bears team where they get like every problem child who's really talented next year. Because they're, they're like, well, Brian, everyone who's available, but not every, not a lot of good players are available. There'll be like a few. And they're just, I think they could be like a really fun team of like an all-star team of four years ago, but just nothing but bad decisions, you know, like. They could get Martial if they wanted him. Yeah. They could get yeah. Jesse Lingard for free. Who you got? Any any Arsenal frees coming up that Newcastle would want that would want? Would they want like well, a goalkeeper upgrade like Leno? Perhaps or yeah, Leno Leno's a good shout. I mean the other one well, I would have said until now, I would have said Obama Yang. Pepe He's gone. Pepe is an interesting choice for them. Like a Pepe for thirty, for thirty million. I mean, he was a seventy-two million dollar player. No, He's I mean, that's a downs. huge. That's a huge. That's one of the downs. Is the number that you just said that that would be taking a lot. But see, the thing is, I that. actually thought it. I thought it might be optimistic because is anybody really buying Pepe for thirty million? He's been I, it, up and down. All of these players, once they not all that's a big generalization, but like many players, when they they're looking good, they get the big money deal to the big club, then they don't look good anymore. 
Like nobody really wants to be, do the reclamation project unless the financial terms really favor them. So like, it, so that that's like why half of United's roster is like all these guys that are just killing time until they're they're done with their contracts because we can't do anything with them. They're not good enough to play. Nobody wants yeah. to buy them. But I see, mean, that's what like I don't understand at that point. Like even what Arsenal did with Aubameyang, where it's like we're basically paying him to not play, but we're paying him less. Like, dude, take the hit. Like, if you're really not going to play him, like, Obama Yang was not going to see the field again. It was the right call to get whatever we're getting for him, 100 grand a week or whatever. And- well, no, I thought what ended up happening was you ended up paying him a partial payout and then cutting his contract, and then he signed for Barcelona for, like, the minimum. Like, I thought it was, like, a weird books thing versus a loan deal. It was initially going to be a loan deal, and it ended up being we'll yeah, pay yeah, yeah, you yeah. to break to tear. But that's what I'm up. saying, though, is, like, because, like, we're paying him to not play for us. You know what I mean? But, and like some teams don't want to do that, but it's like, there's a point where it's better to lose 10 million than lose 30 million. If, if it's done, you know what I mean? Like get rid of it. And by it, I mean a human being, (laughs) which is, this is the problem with the game. It does commoditize human beings a little bit, but yeah, that's one problem. Jeff, Jeff loves to objectify Arsenal players past, present and former. Wait, no, that'd be past, past, present, future. To me, they are just objects. That's what I always say. No. Um, so I'm jumping down to the next uh, scrolling banner, Jeff. This feels yeah. like something you're going to have uh, an opinion on. Referee conspiracy? I really thought we would segue more naturally. We got sort of carried away no. talking about transfers. <laughs> but I did think that was like the big storyline of that game. Like the Arsenal game, when you look at the scoreline, it's 2-1. It's like, oh, that's kind of close. But we were actually, I mean, it wasn't that close of a game. But It was 2 nothing at one point, right? It, should, it was 2 nothing in like the 95th minute or something when it was supposed to be, it was like a minute after it was supposed to be blown dead, they scored. Um, so it was very late in the game. But the other questionable refereeing decisions were there were about four penalties on the Arsenal, like very obvious penalties. And, you know, I've noticed as Arsenal fans and no one else has that there's this whole cottage industry of people on Twitter that just want to correct VAR decisions. It's like, <laughs> we'll break it down. And like, I've been following these people now with our shared account, tweet the soccer's follow us by the way, but uh, <laughs> please, please follow us. We will do anything. Follow us. Literally we will anything. do anything anything i'll fucking do anything <laughs> so thirsty <laughs> so thirsty um where was i uh I will you're do talking anything. about the referee conspiracy and the four penalty kicks right. that i mean you there sent were... me a link and i and i saw at least that i mean being a, a, a fan of a different team i'm like you have a point that that there should have been <laughs> They're at all least... nailed on pens right i mean i can see some of those are not given every time but they, a lot of, I mean, they were all technically penalties, and you'd think between four of them. I mean, we should have easily had two or three pens. Like, it, I mean, some of them were that obvious. Um, it's becoming and, really hard to watch season by season by season and use your frame of reference from last season to judge because mm-hmm. there have been times where I've seen matches that feel like they're just like a thrown chair away from like WWE SmackDown because the, the ref's really letting letting it play out and is only going to pull out like cards for serious uh, malarkey. But, yeah. but like with the penalties, I'm wondering, are they trying to like combat against like, 
you know, divey, roll around, like, whiny stuff. So they're almost, like, over course correcting by being, like, it's not a penalty unless, like, there's, like, a broken bone. Or I'm not saying that that's the case or that's even consistent from match to match to match. Yeah. But I, I do think there could be, on one side of the coin, you could say, oh, referee conspiracy. On the other side of the coin, you could just say horribly inconsistent refereeing and changing, moving the goalposts on what means a handball yeah. and what means a penalty kick season by season, but even in the season. And and that's the thing is like the stuff that goes season by season, I don't have a problem with. If you change the rule, that's fine. But if everyone's operating on a different assumption of the rule, and I think that happens a lot in the Premier League, and there's no excuse for that. I mean, that's I guess that's the real question for me is like, What's more likely, a refereeing conspiracy or referees who are really bad at their jobs? And then, you know what I mean? And <laughs> it's like, I think that they have terrible, like, we have terrible referees. And it every, you're not even allowed to talk about them. They're this protected priest class in soccer. And it's, it's insane. Like, I think that they are really bad at their jobs. I don't think they have it out for Arsenal. But I do think that... There's just going to be this many bad decisions if they're if the referees are this bad, and Arsenal's been very unlucky with them. I think that's part of it. I think the other part, mm-hmm. I think the other part is that Arsenal have then complained about the bad refereeing, which makes the bad referees hate them, and bad referees are really influenced by that. So then that makes them even worse. So now I think they, I don't think that they have it out for us in a conspiracy way, but I do think that there's an anti-Arsenal bias among the majority of referees now which is crazy. What? So what generates that bias? Not that either of us have Thank you for coming to my TED talk, by the way. <laughs> um, no, well, because well, you, you, you got to wonder, is it like, is it a referee using his own personal, as a fan of the sport club decisions to have a bias? Or is it like, oh, these fucking whiny babies again? Is it like the latter? Yes, I, think it's, it I is, think it's the latter for sure. But I mean, if it's the latter, then it's also partially self-inflicted. If, Arsenal fans in that True. scenario would be less whiny babies. I was going to say, I mean, and it's weird. It's a weird line you have to toe because we've talked about this before. One of the great things that Sir Alex Ferguson did was he influenced the referees and he was kind of a whiner, whiner about it, but he was like oh. a bully <laughs> whiner. You know what I mean? Like he I got like his a way. of wine. He would like present a $200. He... <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing if he was just giving them like a five thousand dollar Rothschild every time they refereed. Like, <laughs> keep, it, keep it fair, boys. <laughs> not a bribe. It's not a bribe at all. I can't do a Scottish. I can't do a no, Scottish or a Fergie. A bribe. That's all I had. <laughs> it's not a bribe. It's not a bong. It's nay bong. The accents are just gonna get worse and worse and worse. And that's the meet the soccer. You gotta have a growth oh. mentality, Skyler. I have a growth, and my doctor's trying to remove it. Uh, (laughs) That's a mental growth. That's very different. Uh, Wait, so so I'm gonna say I I feel like you're being reasonable. You're you're pointing sort of at a larger issue though, which is where are there good referees? Like this is the best league, arguably, on the planet with the with the most money. The most money it's ever had. You could argue there's never been a stronger league. Why? Why is it that every match it feels like we're talking about referees? I mean, it is a game of fine margins. Yeah, 
And it is a like, game that is not very well suited to VAR, by the way. Like offsides, yeah. that is a Rubik's. Like, how did they make that reviewable? It, to me, it should have to be offside by a foot for it to count. It feels like it's easier to officiate ice hockey because the types of contact that you need yeah. to referee for are more blatant. It's like, oh, you struck someone with your giant wooden weapon or you ice skated yeah. on their hands, like those sorts of things. Or is the puck in the goal or not? Or like, that's it. Like, well, even, offsides I mean, is insane. The, the, the penalty kick in the box handball type stuff has now become something that is no longer you can figure it out just from, from seeing. You've got to study it to figure it out. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a game with no stopping of the time, it, anything that needs to be studied in real time is going to pose pose a problem. But like, Yeah. And it's do a, you don't like... stop the clock, which is like the craziest thing as an American fan. So it's like, it really, it's affecting <laughs> Easy, the game. It really affects the game. You know what I mean? In America, we that, have VAR, but we just stop the clock. It's fine. Jeff, that's the, the, the clock in football is a foundational element we can't go up against, or we will be getting all of the all of the comments. I mean, look, this is meet the soccers. You're going to get some American <laughs> opinions on soccers. Let me tell you what I think about the offsides rule in hockey. No. <laughs> I actually do kind of want to tell you what I think about the offsides rule in hockey, though. Let me tell but you what I think about all the fans. <laughs> Well, they're not meeting the soccers if they've left already, Jeff. That's it's us. It's us masturbating is what this is. If it's just you and I. Oh, this is the OnlyFans feed, right? That's also that's another new platform we're on. It, if we're it's meet the soccers, M E A T the soccers, and it's a it's a verbal <laughs> masturbation you podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> it's a good it's a good joke though. It's a very good joke. Do you do you want to use this uh, to to talk about? Your rivals and my rivals having one of the matches of the year. Was it a match of the year or was it like a really good boxing match between two guys that don't know how to box kind of thing? You know what I mean? Like, was this a bum fight or the best match of the year? I don't always watch Spurs or City, but when I do, I'm drinking Dos Equis. Um, <laughs> but, but. I don't. I was. I think I just tuned into them because it was the match that was still on, and you know, I had. I was awake, turned it on, and it was intense. And it was there were different sort of swings in momentum from both sides, which I think what you like to see. It's not just like, like we'll talk about this with United and Leeds. Like sometimes the swings of momentum are self-induced by a defense. In this case, it was like, like. Spurs were were winning. City came back predictably, and you thought, "Oh, here we go." City, City, yeah, tired of this folly. And then Harry Kane in. So I think City tied it in stoppage, and Harry Kane just came back and was like, "Hold on, it looks like my video is dropping. Can you see me or hear me?" Um, your video has froze. Oh, you're back. You're back. Did you Harry did you Kane. hear me talk at all during that? Yeah, yeah. I don't think we lost right. any of the audio, but go ahead. Uh, all right so basically harry kane in like the 96th minute or 97th minute very late because they had i can't recall why there was so much stoppage but he just harry caned it and does this mean that i want to sign harry kane next year no i think he is a roller coaster that is on its descent towards towards the station but but he's still capable of top level finishes and against big you think, opponents. So you like think he's, he's on the way down? How old is Harry Kane? 
37? Oh, he's 30? Is he that old? Mm. Yeah. Because City wanted him last season. I don't. I think he's now one year older, and that year makes a big difference. Uh, it's crazy it's, because I thought about. I mean, because he he was supposed to be at City this year, right? And it's like supposed to. He, I mean, it According looked like he was the, going. According to City, he was. So did Ronaldo. So did Ronaldo. And as we all know, even the best laid plans uh, can blow up in your face. So, yeah, so so it's funny that Kane scored against the club he so desperately wanted to go to. But what, who this is most funny for... But you don't think he has any chance of going there again. You think he's going because else. Because Spurs, like, Levy's not going to let him go for a discount because that lets Levy. Levy would rather just die in his own filth than, like, Levy do something... Levy is, like, kind of good at selling players. I'll give him that. Like, he gets fees for his players. Right, he's a he's a great accountant running a football club, and that's the reason Spurs will not be winning the league in the next decade. Is that? Shit, yeah, I don't know why think... my video keeps cutting out. It's not. It's just. It it's... looks like I have bad Wi-Fi. Only every now and then it's cutting out for me. So maybe it's just like your machine is slow. I can't. I, I can't like do anything about it. So I'm sorry if you're watching at home. I'm upset. I'm upset about it. I feel bad. He's inside. very upset. But he, she should feel bad. But who, who this who this result has changed things for is Liverpool, who are now is it they're just three points back from Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like what a result for Spurs, you have to say. I hate to say it, but Or so no, Liverpool are six points back, but one less game played. So you gotta assume Ooh, Liverpool probably gonna win that match. Yeah. Which we should we we should also talk about games in hand as this is M E A T the Suckers. Um but also because because of all the COVID delays and deferrals and like there yeah. you have some teams in this league that are in twenty six matches played at the same time. Yeah. You have other teams that are in twenty two. Burnley is twenty two matches played. So it's really hard to see in the moment who is where. Like Arsenal yeah, no. being in sixth on 23 matches, but only four points out from United, who have played 26 matches. If Arsenal yeah. win all three of those matches, Arsenal's in fourth. But it's it's about what's what would you rather have? Like points or like Games, the potential yeah. to... Yeah, like... A bird in hand or <laughs> a game in hand? <laughs> yeah, a bird in the... Two in the... Bush. It's all in your hands. Like what would you game rather have? Hand. I mean, the funny thing is the way it's set up. I mean, it's hard to say. It's like I would not be surprised if Arsenal came away from these three games with zero points. We're playing because the games that got postponed were the good teams. You know what I mean? It was Chelsea. It was you know what I mean. They had a reason to postpone them. You know, so Chelsea, Chelsea, City, Spurs. Oh, Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs. Right? I think right. And so yeah, it's not. It's not going to be. These are not going to be gimme points. These games in hand. No, you're you're totally right. I my guess would be sort of a in the middle of the road result. Like I could see you getting exactly four points, being level with us on four points. points at the I end think of that. would like be pretty good actually. Like a win and a draw against those three teams. I think it could I be could two, see you beating two, Spurs. I I could see you beating Spurs and then maybe tying Liverpool. Yeah, maybe. But, but if your goal differential goes down at all, you'd be in fifth. It's like just based on goal difference in that in that scenario. 
Because we, we are level, level on everything right now. No, we're level. Oh, interesting. Okay. You've just you played three games less, but we have the same goal difference. Yeah. I mean, I guess what it really should come down to, if we are being super analytical, would be what games do you have left versus what games do we have left? You know what I mean? But, but that's but... we're too far out to do that game, I think. <laughs> but also, uh judging by how the United season has gone, the teams where you're like, oh, they'll beat them. We won't. And the teams where you're like, they're fucked. We'll still probably lose to them. Uh, like it's, I'm not optimistic about staying in fourth at the moment. No. Uh, I know, I know. There I mean, might it be. It looks some... like West Ham is falling apart, which thank God because we did not need another horse in that race. Now we we want David Moyes doing David Moyes things. We don't want David Moyes doing Pep things. Um, and he seems to but... be doing David Moyes things lately. Lately, David Moyes. David well. Moyes. Eight losses is a lot of losses, and his last five had a couple of losses. So it's a, if we're talking form, really the only team in the Premier League that's on like most dominant form is I hate to say it, Liverpool. That they've won their last five. Yeah, City have dropped four points in their last five. Chelsea have dropped more than that. Chelsea have dropped six points. Uh, whatever, I'm not... No, they've got seven points. But, like, basically, everyone's dropping points except Liverpool. You, your team, and we have we have gained one point on you in the last five matches, Jeff. Wow. Well, that's like Spurs when they were, they were back in seventh place with three games in hand, and then they, at the end of those three games in hand, they were in eighth place. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 other than them beating City... Like, you think Spurs not even a, a real contender for that top four Champions League? I don't know. I mean, that, that's a good point. Like, if if this starts a Spurs surge, I liked it better when it was West Ham and Spurs were out of it a bit. Um, I don't know. I think when's I mean, I think really their season's going to come down to the to North London Derby. I think it's going to be awesome that way. Where like if they if they beat us, it's on for them. If we beat them. That's, I don't know. And that game's always a toss-up, man. Breaking news. Uh, Jeff says if his team wins, it's good for his team. And if his team loses, it's good for the other team. Uh, I think No, but I'm saying if they lose that game, they're not getting top four. I, but I, I look at some of these records. like yeah. they're and, and just like the loss numbers are really high already for only halfway through the season. like Or a yeah. little more than halfway through the season. Like, only really City, Liverpool, and Chelsea have reasonable numbers of losses. Everyone else has like, like we've mm. got six, you've got seven, West Ham's got eight, Wolves have eight, Spurs have so, eight. I mean, hmm, that's an interesting, I, I never thought about that. So you're saying normally there'd be more draws? And right now, no, it's I'm like not saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying there's less, I'm saying we were not. I'm saying the number of wins could be higher for the teams mm. in the like three to six to seven range. Like it feels yeah. like there's been just a lot of draws and I'm normally there's maybe more of a, of a broad assertion to make based on that, but I guess like do United think, seven. Do you think that's because the middle of the league has gotten better or do you think it's because we've fallen and gotten worse where it's like, they're just more mediocre teams now. It's just been such a shit show of a season 
But I, I know that I know that the two at the top of the league are not, you know, shocking that it's City and Liverpool. But if you remember the season that Leicester won, mm-hmm. there was just like all this random, like this team had injury problems and this team had issues. And it, like, it feels like one of those where like, this season is such a messy fucking season. Just the like, the fact that you're to make up fixtures going to have to, some, some teams are going to have to play three teams in a week. Like, yeah. and that's going to affect the results. You're going to get yeah. less points if you're playing more games tired. Uh, teams that had to play important matches, missing important people to COVID. Like, how about some, there were some teams that I think had to play with like seven or eight COVID cases before the league was like, all right, from now on. Arsenal, that Arsenal? for one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the beginning I saw of your season, blood pressure go up. Oh my God. I mean, that, that totally... That's five points easy that we just like completely gave away that we would have, you know, gotten to fight for otherwise. But yeah, so so do you see like it's it's almost like I, I at this point I've gotten to the considering what's happened this fucking season already. Ronaldo showing up, Greenwood gate, like Greenwood's uh alleged crimes and behavior. Um like all of this shit is making it so if I tune in for the match, I'm really just watching. I really have no expectations anymore. I don't expect mm. that we will qualify for Champions League. I do not expect that suddenly, as much as I believe in Ralph as a as a mind, our coach Ralph, yeah. um, I don't believe the team's going to suddenly start clicking. Like I, have, I have no reason to be optimistic about anything. So I'm just watching yeah. and going like, well, let's see what happens. And... I think that that's the way this season's going to finish. Like, I honestly don't have any other than it'll be one of City or Liverpool that wins. That's that's really the only certainty that I can speak of. Um, maybe also Norwich is going to go down. <laughs> like, <laughs> hmm. Newcastle will stay up. Like, those are the those are the things I can say. Newcastle will stay up seventeenth. Yeah, but if you look at their form, it's draw, win, 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 draw. They do, like, it's funny because this team has not changed that much yet. And there's just something about them where they do play well with their back against the wall, cliche, quote unquote. Um, Newcastle? But, like Joe Willock. I mean, I don't know. Like, they, 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 last year, like, they played, they played their best football in 17th place. You know what I mean? Where they're just out of the, But this team, you can't say this team hasn't changed that much because they did bring in a number of people. It is sad to say that Kieran Trippier, maybe one of the most significant additions, I think broke his foot Hmm. and he's done for the rest of the season. So if there is any way that uh, Newcastle will drop, it's like that was my... I don't wish an injury on anyone, uh, but I do wish that that impact will maybe delay the plans for Newcastle to become the new city by a year. Mm. I mean, I do love that idea, though. I do hmm, I do love that idea of them playing in the championship, but just having a bajillion dollars. And like we said earlier, putting together the Bad News Bear team, but playing against Derby. And like, what if, what if some of those players have like relegation opt-out clauses like where they're like cool i'll try for this year but if you guys get relegated i'm not playing in the championship alan saint max maximon is not going to want to play in the championship for his 20 age 24 season or whatever like that that'd be a shame 
Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they had, if they really had money, if they loaned them back out for a few players where it's like, all right, fine. You go, you go play in a league un or in Spain or something. And then how are they going to get back up? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing, though. But, I mean, it, dude, it's a matter of time. they got the money, and they're willing to spend it. They're just always, whatever league they're in, they're going to spend the most of that league until they get back up. I, I do have to say, at the end of, I know we, we did the transfer deadline day live episode. I thought mm-hmm. they would spend more aggressively per player. Like, they spent a lot cumulatively, but they spent it across, like, six players. Yeah. I thought there was going to be more of like a, an 80 million pound right. so-and-so showing up that normally would have no business going to Newcastle, but someone told him it would be in his best interest if he signed a contract with them. To, to be honest, and I don't know if these signings are going to be good or bad. Nobody knows that, but I think that strategy is much better of like, buy, you know what I mean? Like clearly you're down there. It's like, there's more than one thing wrong with them. They might as well plug some holes and then see where they're at. Like, I do think it's a game where your worst player hurts you more than your best player helps you sometimes. Like, unless your best player's messy, you know what I mean? Then, like, for the most part, like, you need a better left back. You know what I mean? Do you think that that's true also for polygamous families? Do you think, like, you're... If you're thinking polygamous sister, families. You think if you're you talking sister-wives sister that you're only, you're only as good as your weakest wife? No, no, I imagine with sister wives, it's all right. You're as good as your strongest wife because everybody has to fall in line. You know what I mean? That's more about a, a manager who's good with rotation, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah, needs the same amount of playing time. You need to pay attention to the youth team equally like it's... The youth team. Oh, <laughs> God, you went there. <laughs> no, that means I the kids that, did, that you I hope have that to manage. Didn't, oh, okay, I was going to say, I hope that didn't mean what I thought it meant. But man, in a lot no, of you have societies, each, the youth team each, means something rough. No, each new wife begets like three more youth players. <laughs> begets. Good use of the word begets. Oh man, I'm glad you begot it. Um, because I was <laughs> going on on a limb there. But but it, it's it's no crazy. No regrets. <laughs> who? Right, let, then let's play this game, and it's going to be just off the cuff since we haven't prepared for this. Like looking yeah. at the 20 teams in the Premier League. Is there anyone that comes to mind where you're like, that is the biggest hole in any team's lineup or the weakest player? Hmm. Arsenal like, striker. I hate to say that because we were so strong there recently, but man, Arsenal striker. Um, I mean, that's a lot of teams, though. A lot of teams are missing a striker. Also, Tottenham, I think Burnley, midfield Burnley. general. I don't know. Hmm. But, but like well, that's who would you, who would you like, they don't have a they don't have a nice enough midfield general. It's like well, most teams don't don't have that. Um, well, yeah, I guess that's the thing. It's like most teams are like these very imperfect creations that have obvious holes in them. You know what I mean? I want to say Burnley because Newcastle took Chris Wood from them for his release clause, but then then they they bought Wout Van Hust from he's a twenty nine year old Dutch striker who I think he is. He, he he inspired them two days ago to a 3 nothing win over Brighton, a pretty decent mid-table team at this point. So, mm-hmm. like, Burnley, maybe in losing Chris Wood and getting Veghorst, is, like, on their way. So, I, it's like, I can't even say that. But I will say, watching Leeds yesterday, which I can click on the next up. Oh! I, I can Ooh. say watching Leeds yesterday... 
that that is a team that has not only gaping holes in their defense, but just like uh, a bracket that just says yeah. insert defense here. And no one did it yet. It's still in the in the pitch deck. No one's actually uh, taken that highlighted note and, and executed it yet. For placement only, this is where a defense <laughs> would go. We're not talking defense today. We're going to talk about that later. But but placement is one of their big issues. So so that's funny. Um, but United. All right, so we already did uh, Arsenal one two one. Spurs beat City three two. Was it three two or two one? I think it was three two. Three two three two. So then let me. This is my my quick run of show for what happened against Leeds. So it was a six a.m. Pacific time match. So I'm already. Already thinking when I go to bed, like don't want to oversleep, you miss it. So I woke up at two forty-five a.m. because I was anxious mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. But this was the thing that was the next thing on my schedule. Was like, yeah, this was the this reason match. you couldn't go back to sleep. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, because it was. Oh, Jesus, I almost just lost my microphone. So it, it's it's <laughs> to to be anxious when you go to bed and then wake up at two thirty and think, well, how am I going to fall asleep immediately so I can get another. Full a full REM cycle before I have to wake up at five fifty nine a.m. Yeah, uh, did that. Turned the match on, and honestly, things it it felt like it was going to be one of those because what mm-hmm. I had learned. I've, I've been a United fan for a good long while, but around the time that Leeds was last a Premier League force was when I started watching, so I okay. didn't fully understand the hostility of Ellen Road. Uh, their stadium i didn't un- understand like considering you know um you, you know can you do it on a cold rainy night in stoke kind of stuff like i i yeah it, that there's that but then there's like the fans of this team are basically like dumpster people and i and i don't mean that to say every person from leeds is that but i mean to say that like there were multiple players on United squad that were hit in the face with projectiles. Like it was wow. like going to a CONCACAF qualifier. Wow. Um, and just <laughs> a CONCACAF there. We just squeeze that in. I mean, fuck that. Fuck that whole region, right? Um, but, but one of the other podcasts I listened to, I want to say it was the Football Ramble, was describing the difference between like how Liverpool hates United and how Leeds hates United. And Liverpool hates United because we're rivals, we hate each other, it's what we do. But, like, I think you, if you ask a United fan, they'd be like, well, I want Liverpool to be in the Premier League so we can have these, like, it's like uh, Rocky fighting, like, Apollo Creed in a way at the end of yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Where they're like, let's just do it, baby. Like, <laughs> like I think, <laughs> I think there's accent, less rage. You're on fire. <laughs> it's the doctor's condition, Jeff. I'd ask that you keep that off, off of our podcast. The, the the burning but mm-hmm. but basically um leads it's different leads it's not like hatred paired with respect it's just bitter hatred i guess it's like leads no one's moving a leads unless they have no other say about it and so like you're living in this dire dark rainy depressed territory where your club is also that and has been at one point they were at was it were they in league two like they had dropped pretty far down before they holy crap i thought i thought they had dropped at least to league two at least league one but maybe league two 
How far down did we drop? Um, uh, League One, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's League One. Sorry. Wow, that's still pretty but, crazy. Can you imagine any of our teams in League One? I mean, I can't. I just think that they're machines at this point that would never go down that far. But it's crazy. I think we'll see it a little bit. I think like I I, I could totally see like <laughs> Everton going down or something like that. I don't know. I think Arsenal and United are safe, maybe. Yeah, we're kind of in the too big to fail where we're run by idiots, but those idiots are insulated enough. We're, we're too big to fail. We're just too dumb to succeed. Um, which should be the name of our book that we put out about, <laughs> about, about all this of podcast. Yeah, our whole lives, actually. I just our memoir. Too big to fail, too dumb to succeed. So guess small guess, enough to fail, dumb to, dumb enough to fail would be a good one for us to big do. enough, big enough to succeed, small well, enough small that, enough that she still might want a better success with someone else. Uh, <laughs> what is the average size of success nowadays? Let's let's be clear. Mm, feels like it's due to inflation, much bigger. United United's more of a grower than a shower, I would say. Yeah. And um, on that note, can we go to a commercial <laughs> break for one of the penis pills that sponsors our yeah, we're, we're, we're sponsored by Manscaped. We're, we're not sponsored by Manscaped. Okay. You, you, do the, you do the Manscaped live read while I go grab another beer. I'll be right back. 30 seconds. How's, is your pitch rough? And <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff's actually leaving the, the podcast right in the middle of it, which is a great uh, best practice. You see that on SNL a lot. They'll be in the middle of a sketch. And, you know, um, Bo and Yang will just fuck off in the middle of it to go get a seltzer, get the seltzer, crack it open, have a generous sip of it. Then he'll get right back to the place where his character was last standing. Uh, the hub marked off on the floor with a little X. And no one will question it because that's like totally normal, acceptable behavior. Very professional. Uh <laughs> Jeff could have gotten a drink beforehand, but instead he decided to make me ad-lib while he selfishly pursued uh, ending his own thirst. Like 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 a Sprite CMO, he just cared about... I obeyed my thirst for alcohol. <laughs> he obeyed his own thirst. Um, all right, <laughs> Jeff, first goal. Who do you think scored it? And what do you think the mysterious context around the goal was? And if you don't know, I'll just tell you. Um, I give up. Just tell me. So Harry Maguire, good old slabhead, has scored slabhead. the goal off of a corner kick, which ended one a goal streak. closer to a testimonial. He scored off a corner kick, which ended a run of 139 points straight corner kicks without a goal. 139. 139. I remember that now that you say that. Dude, that's so painful when your team never scores from those. That was Arsenal for years. I hated it. It just But shouldn't you have one from accident? Right. Like it feels like if everyone just sits there, we're gonna kick it in, it's like a 50-50 chance, right? Yeah. If you're a piece of shit and you go on 141st dates, someone's gonna like you. Yeah. Yeah. If you I would argue the numbers like are higher. Ten million <laughs> times on Tinder, then you will get dates. It's more even more pronounced when this summer one of our big changes was we have hired a set piece coach. So this because this was a problem going back to last season, and it was a problem all last season. And I don't understand. You've got all these giant like six foot 
two to four monsters, how are they not scoring on set pieces? It feels like there are teams that you should be able to bully with that. Like Burnley used to bully other teams by just throwing up a big a bunch of big bodies and then being very effective on movement during corner kicks and free kicks. Yeah. Yeah, it does feel like you should be able to overwhelm. And like it's it's especially weird for you guys because like for me, I always equated this on some level with like Arsenal just being like soft. Because <laughs> we had like we had like a team that was like good, but at times soft. You're like we had like Sesc Fabregask and Kazorla and like we had all these little guys that did not strike you as like just going out and like elbowing their way in Dini style, you know? But you guys have like just McTominay. He should be fouling enough in the box that you guys score a goal occasionally. He's literally like a snowplow of a of a player. <laughs> no, he's, no he's Shaka. If Shaka had like an invincibility cloak, granite Shaka or Shaka Zulu? Shaka, he's Shaka Khan, is what I meant. Um, oh. a, a lot of people. She's a very famous musician. And a lot of people know a lot about her story. So you can great use great CDM as well. Like <laughs> it was really funny that she stopped touring because she thought she could fill a hole in Chelsea's midfield. Um, yeah. So like she would so, have been much more useful across the road at Fulham that season. She would have really, and, she would have been a general. And she, a, and she had a great nickname from the fans, which was just Khan. <laughs> but then they found out that Jaka Khan. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> um, all right, finish that up. Uh, Bruno scored a, a sec, another goal. We went up two nothing at the half. I felt like, okay, Leeds is going to have to attack us. We can just counter attack. We're pretty, we're poised pretty well to finish this match out. Right. Then, oh, fuck, I'm not going to remember which midfielder it was. Whoever the left midfielder was puts in a cross, far post, and it was just like a shit cross. And I should mention. At this point, in mid- midway through the second half, the rain was coming down so much that the pitch was waterlogged. So it was retaining oh, water. Yeah, it looks swampy out there. You pass the ball uh, that, that would normally go 10 yards. As soon as the ball hits the ground, it splashes and sits still. It doesn't roll. <laughs> so you're having to kick the ball in the air to even have any sort of ball progression. You're needing to like avoid the ground. And I think at one point... Our, Which plays like right in their hands. Forty percent of our passes were were long passes, which is abnormally hmm. high because we needed to just skip the. the, the That's really man. Toppy. Stat. Oh, I heard it on TV and I remembered it. Um, but <laughs> That's, I but so, do the first part, but not the second. Go on. I heard it on TV and then I got a beer during my podcast, so I. There was their left midfielder was going to put in a far post cross, but because of the wetness of the pitch and how the ball is just not going where anyone really wants it to, the cross goes up and it keeps drifting and it drops down far side netting in the goal over De Gea's head. Nothing he could have done. It was like if it was an intentional shot, it would have been like the most perfect, like Maradona like level upper like like you i couldn't have done it in a hundred tries and wow. the fact that he did it under pressure in the rain it like he clearly didn't mean it but that made it two one 
And if there's anything this United team has been consistent on, is if we concede a goal, we all go, oh no! Oh no, what are we uh, going to do? What if, what if we concede the a second goal? They're choking. We, we're, we're, we're very, we're, we, we get stronger and stronger emotionally as we do more good and, and better things. If we score goals, if we. Yeah. If somebody saves a penalty, like all these things, we're like, yeah, oh, yeah, we are good. We knew that. We just maybe weren't sure before this, but we knew. And when you do one one thing, it's like the dam is cracking. It's like mm-hmm. we have one, we let in one shitty goal. And then immediately after that, within 50 seconds of that goal, it's level at 2-2. Dan James whipped. I, I want to say Dan James was the one, he was the one who assisted on the stack goal but I, I still am not sure who, who was responsible for that errant cross but it was 2-2 it was 2-0 and 2-2 50 seconds later which really does leave you feeling like you just got fucked I was I was I the reason I didn't get to watch this game I was driving home but I saw your text and I, I saw one text pop up and then like I looked at it like 50 seconds later and I'm like uh oh <laughs> uh oh somebody's having a bad day <laughs> but it's, it's every week it's a turn day <laughs> I hate it's, it's, that Arsenal is also very much like this. And I hate that about it's so painful to watch a team that's like that because it's exactly how I am in life. And I hate that where it's like, as soon as something, as soon as I get unlucky, I compound it with a bad decision. That is exactly what my club does. I get nervous. That I'm going to fail. I, how hard is it to catastrophize considering catastrophes we've all been living through for a couple of years? It's like when something else in your life kicks you, you're just like, well, fuck, why don't I just get run over by COVID now? Why don't I just get a Russian bomb dropped on me? Like, it's like, it goes to that level of like, and, and if you're United, not only lost your manager due to your own poor performance, lost the Euro final. If you're any of the, of the British players who choked on the penalty kicks. Uh, and then Mason Greenwood allegedly sexually assaults slash raped ex-girlfriend. Then this player who you are friends with, who you're counting on, poof, gone. All It starts to feel like this season isn't solid. And that, that last bit was just yeah. like one more footnote. Uh, but but that's why they're, they're mentally quite, kind of frail other than like the brunos of the world who actually you see him more mentally agitatable like he can get Mm -hmm. angry to the point where it's counterproductive um but just to finish this up i don't want to over suck up all the (laughs) yeah he's coming next um but but basically we we went back up three two on a fred goal fred blasts it in near post from like six yards away really great ball movement that i haven't seen Mm -hmm. us do in a while Especially during water water pitch gate, um, that's really crazy. In that, like the strength necessary to make that goal happen and the finesse, it's crazy. And he doesn't really shoot. He's kind of shoot. He's like someone. He's like a. He's like me trying to shoot in Rocket League, Fred. So like that's that's what it's like. It's like a car yeah. heading the ball. So so he puts us up three two, and then I'm like, oh no! But then they're just gonna they're just gonna <laughs> come back and take it away again. Hmm. And instead, Anthony Alanga scores a brilliant goal. Not that Alanga's contribution was great, but Bruno Fernandez received like a pass in the air, flicks it over his head, taking two players out of the equation, lays it off for Alanga, who who powers it home 4-2, match over. 
Yeah, but like that four two was he he if, if Alenga wasn't there he would have had a goal too because he was basically just in the middle of a very nice dribble and then another player said I'll have that like so so I I do want to give you this springboard Jeff and I didn't notice that you had already clicked the ticker but well because so... we were talking about it earlier because okay. I started telling you what a Fowler he was but yes McTominay like a Robbie Fowler. McTominay is Shaka with red card insurance. You know what I mean? Like he just gets away with shit that a lot of guys don't. Although I wonder, because he's gotten so much publicity for that now. I wonder if that will come to an end, if referees will kind of have his number. But like he's definitely, he's had nine lives this season. Well, he was never really a heralded prospect. And anything that I say here, I'm so sorry, Scott, if you end up listening to this podcast. I think you're... We know, we know he listens, so just say what solid, you need to say. You're a solid player, but like he, when he was coming up, like Mourinho kind of just plucked him out of the reserves out of nowhere because we, we were hurting for help in central midfield because he went through a like one-foot growth spurt. It was like something insane. Like maybe if not a foot, it was like eight or nine inches in wow. the course of a year. That happens. So, yeah. But he got drafted into the into the first team for being six two. Like that like his passing range, not great. He he works hard. He's got all of the personality traits you'd like to see in a United player, but he doesn't really yeah. have like any one skill that you could go, oh, he's the that guy. Like he's the yeah. guy who stands in center midfield and does his best. And he's had moments where, you know, he's scored big goals against teams. And I think he's got attitude that allows him to not maybe shit the bed quite so much as other players on our team, but he just doesn't have that high of a ceiling to begin with. So what you see him yeah. doing playing a CDM role is he's just trying to like snap at people's heels and get the ball away. And Jeff, that to your point, like he he had like six fouls yesterday, and it took him until like the fourth or fifth or something to get Some a yellow. Gnarly ones too. And, and then there were two or three. He'll wrap dudes up, and he's like wrestling the guys on throw-ins. I mean, he gets into it. Can I tell you why I think he gets away with it? Why is that? Because his face looks like he's seventeen. It does help that he looks like someone in a nineteen fifties sitcom, like the friend that they would bring home. But please, sir, I didn't know it was a foul. I've just been... <laughs> well, Mrs. Cleaver, no one told me that was against the rules. <laughs> Gee willikers, mister, I won't do it again. I promise five times later. Oh, that's what you meant. Oh, yeah, no cleaning eyes, in the face. I could see before this game. I shall no longer see the sun. But but it's not just that McTominay fouls and that he didn't get sent off on yesterday when he... Totally could have. I totally would have understood. Sure. I would have been frustrated, but I would have understood. It's 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 that it's become this new thing of when yeah. Scott gets away with one, I go to R slash soccer on Reddit and I see a lot of Arsenal posts, Jeff. Do you have any insight Dude, into this? Just the the well, see so what we have now is medically called a rage boner. But when <laughs> I mean these things can last these things can last for hours and they are very powerful. And when you have one, it's not like a cool boner that you can have sex with or anything. It just makes you type on the internet to random people. It's a cool boner. No, it's not. It's like the opposite of a cool boner. It's not even really technically a boner. It's just a name we've come up with. An opposite of a boner would be a A loner. An ineffectiveness. A, uh, (laughs) um, and impotent. But, but so it, 
But I have to say, Arsenal does, this is an Arsenal-y thing to do, to be upset about something else that happened to someone else in a match that has nothing to do with Arsenal. Oh, Just yeah. the comparison, and like, and, the and also, I will say, like, whatever injustice your team has faced one week, you will be able to look in the Premier League. Like, that was the, one of the things that p- pissed people off this week. Is like, if you look, I forget which other game was it. The Spurs game. There was one other game where there was an almost identical play that was a handball that didn't get called in our game, and it really makes you wonder, like, what the fuck is VAR even for? But the handball doesn't get called. Song? <laughs> yeah, it's a system of a down song like what the fuck is no or even for what it's bar Hoo-ah! <laughs> what is it good for that's circumventing referee errors yes indeed <laughs> um yes the soccer stay for the song parody but of course every week if something bad happens to your team the exact opposite good thing happened to some other team like some team got called for a handball that didn't and some team that did didn't you know or it's all that But where do you where do you think and I don't I don't mean to to pick on you with this I don't want to make you feel like a victim cuz the question is why do you think Arsenal fans or the largest vocal uh group of Arsenal fans online are, feel like such victims like I feel like we whine because we, about- we've had it like the I, I don't know and maybe this is my bias talking but we've had it the unluckiest of any of the big clubs for the last five years easily i mean the statistics of like yellow card to red card you know to foul ratios for us off the charts different than every other team and maybe that's because we're very unlucky but i also think that some of it is that I don't know. I, I, I think it goes beyond just like, oh, uh, you know, you win some, you lose some kind of thing, you know? What would what would You're you consistently do? bad against Arsenal. All right. So I have from this year from 442 Magazine mm-hmm. ranked the 20 worst Premier League teams ever by points total. Oh, that's not what I was looking for. Fuck. I was looking for unluckiest. I just mm-hmm. made myself sound a right fool. <laughs> Right fool. I was really, I, wanted, I was like, okay, trying to follow. Well, I wanted confirmation um, of what you're saying here, but I'm not sure if there's a recent article that I'll have would to, have that. I get, I get most of my news from Twitter when it comes to soccer, Skylar. So I'll have to do some retweeting at tweet the soccers, by the way, follow us. We'll do anything as we mentioned earlier. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I do feel like I get a lot of my, there's, there's some good, threads about this was seemingly credible hopefully not fake news i mean i did all right fine here from the daily canon which i'm guessing is an yeah that's an arsenal specific i think one, that's a so. pretty trustworthy arsenal one by the way like i i definitely <laughs> oh, you read that that? no like i legitimately know that one so i think that's probably okay but go on so in january so about month and a half ago they asked is arsenal one of the unluckiest teams in the premier league to what extent do we depend on pure luck my my follow-up question to this is going to be the how do you get lucky i mean other than the way i haven't been for the whole pandemic but like how do you get lucky in soccer (laughs) well but i don't think luck i mean that's the thing like it's luck it's not skill like you can't try to get lucky but it's like there's a certain randomness to the events and some teams are going to do better than others in terms of the calls but I do think there's this sort of downward spiral effect that I think I've spoken about before, where it's like bad calls happen to us, 
we bitch about bad calls. The referees get pissed off about us bitching about bad calls, and then we get more bad calls, and then we bitch, you know what I mean? And it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse, and it builds on itself, you know? Like, I mean, the, the referees sense Wenger. Sense Wenger. Even, I mean, they really didn't, because we would go out and we would talk bad about them, and they don't like that in the Premier League. You're not allowed to do that. We, we've always had tons of players getting fines. Man, our manager's always getting fined by the referees. They don't like it when you do that, and it, it, it does, I think it biases them in the end. Can I tell you who I think that the referees, if we, if we were going to go full conspiracy theory here, do you know who mm-hmm. I think the referees would have a pro bias for? Ooh, good question. Pro bias. Well, because I think That's... I have a logical reason for it that I think tracks with, with history. I mean, you think it'd be the it would be the big teams, right? Because that's like where the league stands to make the most money, and they ultimately get paid by the league. But I don't even mean just big. Like, I mean, arguably, your team and my team are big, even in our years where we're not at our best. I think it's the just the teams that are the predicted trophy winners. I think that they do anything possible to like let let the teams with the most talent essentially put on the best product because it therefore brings money back to them so I would, uh, that's I would a good say, the entertainment value part of that argument is really interesting actually but it's liverpool and city are the two teams that you'd want to scrutinize i have i'm not saying this with any recent data or or reason to think that they're being un, un improperly favored but i'm saying i can't see anyone any referee being like oh i just want to do a good job i'm really unbiased but fuck arsenal or like even Fuck United no, because no, that no, feels no. too petty to maybe lose your job over if it did ever come out. I th- um, I think like deep down like they they all actually want to be good referees. Like I don't think there's anyone that's like Tim Donaghy like in someone's pocket or gambling. <laughs> I really think that the vast majority maybe I mean I think I'm sure there's a few bad bad apples, but I really think the vast majority are doing their absolute best, which Who is, is that kind of sadder because they are so shit. Who was the EPL referee who like went? He he used to make it all about him when he would officiate, and so he eventually oh, took it to go to another league, like a Dubai league or something. Although, I mean, that's an interesting thought of like if he this was the guy that like Mark did, he, he he loved to like give he gave a, a play on to Tottenham and then he celebrated their goal like he scored it. Did you see that one? I think it was against us. Was that Clattenburg? I believe it was. I forget which. I believe that was Clattenburg. Where like he's like play on, and then and like referees were defending him. They were saying, "Is he like literally like fist pumped when Tottenham scored?" And you're like, "Uh, what the fuck, dude?" But um, referees were saying no. Like that's a really good refereeing play, so to speak. Of like if you decide to do a play on, and it ends in a goal where you're like, "Wow!" Like if it wasn't for me, that wouldn't have happened, kind of thing. But yeah, but. but- it, it, it is interesting in that we could talk for days about just the idea of referees. It's almost like, I think we maybe mentioned it in a past episode, it's like the priesthood in like the Catholic Church where it's not really a, a job pathway. <laughs> yeah. But, well, yeah, but who, that wakes too. Up, who wakes up as a young person is like, oh man, I love football so much. I think I'd like to be adjacent to it. Like that's just not... The way anyone <laughs> but I mean, it. I don't think they see them. I do not think they see themselves as adjacent to it. I think they see themselves as a key part of the game. But you're going to try and become Wayne Rooney before you're going to try and become Mark Clattenburg. Sure. 
You know, I, I've been saying, I've been threatening this for a while, but we really have to have on my brother. Take it off. Who is, oh. My, <laughs> yeah, this is the only fan's feed, like I said, right? No, um, uh, my brother-in-law is a semi-pro and other levels of soccer referee. He's done it for a while. He's pretty serious about it. Like, make some coin at it too, I think. Um, but like, not. It would be great to have him on the show because he he breaks down these calls in a way that is it's kind of crazy how much you don't see that on TV or anywhere. It's like this is stuff that you know, like he breaks it down. It's technical. It's like no, there's this, this, and this. This is what you have to look for. All the pundits are talking about that. That is not a part of this decision. You know what I mean? And it's amazing how often it seems that people, even working referees, get that stuff wrong, where it's like it's a technical answer that is not being answered in that way, you know? Have you ever done any form of officiating? It doesn't have to be in, in soccer specifically, but, like, I know you, you were a multi-sport person. Yeah, um, I did, actually. Did, uh, did I tell you that before? No. Was it lacrosse um, I, refereeing? Yeah, yeah. I, I refereed lacrosse games. Actually, while, like, right when I, when I first met you, when we were at Brand Center... I thought that would be a good part-time job for me to make a little bit of money. And so I did that and I, I don't know, I made like, I think I made 50 bucks a game. So it was actually pretty good money like back then. So you, you've done it. I've done it. I did it for, for the youth level, which is miserable. Uh, Cause it just parents screaming at you, but I also did it That's at what Boston I did. college. Oh uh, yeah. So then you get, but I also did it at Boston college for the intramural program. Yeah. I've got to say like, I get, I get referees inserting themselves because for for the first part of a match, you're really just trying to like officiate. You're trying to just say like this happened, that happened. Like you're trying to just like almost recite, be the historian of the match. Like you're not, you're Mm -hmm. not adding anything that what that didn't happen on the field. You're just pointing it out. Mm -hmm. And throughout all of that, you've got. I'll admit it. You, you're like Bruno Fernandez types coming up and just getting right in your face and like spitting angry Portuguese at you when you do anything that they disagree with in the slightest. And if you make the opposite call, the other team is doing the same exact thing. You're just getting like spit at and yelled at and people are getting in yeah. your face and trying to physically intimidate you. And a great referee should be able to withstand that. If it were fucking me, let me tell you, at Boston College, like twenty-five dollars uh, in intramural match. If somebody gets into my face and starts acting like a like a dick bag to me, I don't care. Like I'm like I will ruin this right now in my own self defense. <laughs> like yeah, I will, yeah. I will, I will red card you in the second minute of the shit. Do not even. But yeah. but it feels like that's the only weapon you're given at that level. Like there yeah. is no other form of recourse. There's no like media scrutiny. There's no like millions of people seeing and and I do feel bad for officials that have I think that they should be able to red card and yellow card for dissent quicker and I think it would stop it and I think it should be like only the captain only the captain can deliver any form of feedback to the official unless they go directly yeah. ask for it it's one of those things where, like, if you make the decision to do it, the players will adapt. So, I mean, like, you look at other sports, it's like the players just, they're trying to win the game. So they will they will change as you change the way you enforce that rule so quickly. We do you want to get sent off? Rugby, we could have a rugby culture next month. If, 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 if they started doing that, there'd be, like, a rugby few bloodbaths early on. And then, well, like, if you've seen rugby referees, they take no shit. 
And like they said, you only talk to the captain. I mean, they they speak to him as Mr. Sir, you know what I mean? Like, ma'am. Like, they are not, you know, taking any bullshit. Like, the way that people act towards soccer effort, they're, like, bumping them with their chests and stuff. That would not fly. You'd be gone. And everybody knows it. And now that's what, that's what it is. I mean, and it would take so, a month. A month tops. So check this out. We do that. Then the other VAR fix is they use VAR the way they currently do, which is they look for certain things automatically, automagically, whenever they happen. And then each uh, each manager is given two VAR flags. flags. And it could be... This and is it could so be American for, right now. I know it is. You it is. challenge flags. If you use both of the first half and you're, if, and you're both right, then you get a third bonus challenge flag. <laughs> no, but Jeff, but, the, but to the point... Like, that takes away the argument, I think. It's you we've removed the ability to argue with the official. If the official has been dead wrong, you have two like chance cards to prove that he's dead wrong. And if we go back and it turns out you're a piece of shit, then you just lose your opportunity. It feels like the humanest way to preserve the safety of the officials but still allow the game for it to like too, because you're not reviewing everything. And every time there's a foul, you've got to pull 12 players away from the official that are like surrounding him like a like a pack of flies. Like, like let's just cut down on the pushing people away. Like, all of that is eating at game clock. So if we had it be like VAR automatically happens for these certain things, and then otherwise it's, it's two manager-chosen moments, I feel like that's a... Less, is that less of this shit for us to argue about in that it's just more structured? Yeah. yeah. All right. No, do, we, do we want to jump to the last topic before we say goodbye actually, for our longest ever show? <laughs> wow. That was our longest ever show. That was very long. It will be by the time we're done. I actually want to kill our last topic because I think basically right. <laughs> we will we'll talk about it later when we have the evidence to talk about it. But I want to insert a new last topic. And you'll have to antic without me and kill time on the second. I'll be what, is the, second. what does it say? Uh, you'll just see. Uh, well, the last topic, it's a surprise topic from Jeff, and it's called uh, Jeff got a bunch of random Arsenal gear from his wife for Valentine's Day, and I'm not sure I can pull them off. One sec. All right. So it says Jeff's secret topic, <laughs> which isn't a secret because he just explained it, but... This is the second time he's left me to fend for myself okay. on a podcast. Uh-oh. Ripped out the cord. Don't worry. I'll just keep doing a one-man show. I'll keep doing though. a one-man show with these. <laughs> Do you think that I can pull off this hat? I don't think I can. Well, let me now, tell that, we're, you now that we're a video right. podcast, the fans can tell us, too. Can I pull off this hat? One, you're in Austria. So I feel like walking around, you've got no issues. No one's going to gonna make that connection you are about to i don't know if i'm gonna talk about it but in any other place you might live in the future yeah maybe we reevaluate the hat <laughs> maybe we consider it. it yeah it's a good point but are, does it just look good on you of course it does you just yep. oh, you're right. like male model who just doesn't work at the moment i so there was this and then there's another hat and then there was a jacket like a Adidas striped jacket arsenal. And on that one, I was like, this one, it might be too cool for me. Like I might have to become a drum and bass DJ for me to wear this. Um, 
But then I looked at it, I was like, no, maybe I can still pull it off. I, I feel weird about like football gear in general in like casual circumstances because like I have like all of this shit like I've got like <laughs> fifty jerseys hanging up on my in my closet like fifty kits and I've got hoodies beanies all this stuff. I don't wear it because it feels like don't don't be hurt by me saying this because it's just for me personally my own insecurity I feel like my fashion sense is bad enough that I don't need any like easy things for someone to go this guy doesn't know how to dress well like i don't i'm colorblind so like i just am like gray shirt jeans hat or no hat doesn't matter like th- this is enough for me to exist today yeah like that's that's how i dress myself or i wear the, the 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 jersey if i'm gonna be doing this with you or i'm gonna be watching because i think that if i don't then that's bad luck and then we're going to become Arsenal. <laughs> well, I do like, it is nice to be dressed for the game. You know what I mean? Like if the coach needs to put you in, you need to be ready. What do you do if it's an early match and then your team loses? Do you change out of the kit? Because you're like, I don't want anyone to have an excuse on the street to like, be like, Hey, nice score dickhead. Like, <laughs> no i always leave i always leave it on for some reason i think it's like kind of like to prove a point of like i'm here rain or shine like well then that's good of you in los angeles i have gotten stick from wearing it really? someday like just out for in man united store. or for what team like yeah. it was like a, it was like the day of like one of the derby matches and we lost the city and no one was shocked and it was just like Getting shit from a stranger who either is a stranger who just wanted me to be hurt or was a stranger who's a city fan in LA. And I'm like, there's only yeah. got to be like, what, four of them? What's the likelihood that I should come across one? That's funny. Um, I, I think like City I had never... supporters. So you got unironically heckled for your sporting allegiance. Because, like, I, I feel LA. like I never. Even for me, like, I, I don't know. I've been around, like, some serious, you know, like, when I lived in Hong Kong, there's, like, a bunch of Brits around. I was, it was always very, like, haha, you know, like, it was never seriously, like, in my, you know, it was always, like, tongue-in-cheek, whatever, like, that's funny. I'm, I'm not used to that. I think that that could, I don't know, maybe it'll happen again. Who knows? Do you think this was a good podcast? Do you think we did a good job? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was a little too chatty tonight, but then again, that's our job on this podcast, isn't it? Here, this is really meta, but like, I'm trying, everyone at home, this is what it looks like. This is like a window into a window into, but like, what what am I doing wrong, Twitch fans? Like, why is this? This doesn't make sense because on the one, I'm cut, my head is now cut off on my screen, but now it's in the middle of the other screen. I had to click watch now. I had to literally click the watch now button and now it's watching now. Oh, well, there you go. So so there's no problem, and I just revealed how little I've twatched. You have not twatched enough. You twatch. I'm such a twatch. Twatcher. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, dude. This, then if we didn't fuck up, we just talked about fucking up the whole time. I can, I can take that. I'll settle for that. Yeah, we'll settle for that. Well, thank you so much. Any parting words? You want to give a shout out to your kids? You want any of your friends? Any of your cool peeps at work that you want to say? Look at me. Mm, <laughs> Look at me, friend no. in accounting. No, this is a professional podcast, soccer. All I want to do is shout out a bunch of 
social media handles you'll never follow. And then uh, go off the air. Go ahead, sh- shut them out. At tweet the soccer's. That's pretty good. That's oh, such a funny pun. You really it. ought. You really ought to follow that. Just for, like we deserve it for that pun. Come on. And we have five followers. That's pretty nuts that we have even five followers. I mean, so two of one of them's me, one of them's you. Who are the other three followers? I can't see without logging in. Can you? <laughs> uh, let me look. I'm sure I have it on my phone here. This is great radio. I, by the way. I also want to say thank you to Matthew Chewy McDonald, uh, designer, worked with me a long time ago, but yes. also yes, friend from my soccer Thanks, team. Thank you. So Chewy designed the new Meet the Soccer's logo, which looks fresh. It It's like you have a logo that's dope, we have an intro song that's dope, and two dopes who host it. So it feels like we're on brand. <laughs> Dopes between dope. <laughs> <laughs> two dope streams is what our podcast should be called. Uh, five. Two, oh, okay. Two dope one queens. of them, one of them, friend of the pod, Adam Jones Stan. I'm gonna follow him back. I'm gonna follow you back, Skyler. I'm gonna Adam Pacman Jones is following Tweet the Soccer. Why aren't you? He's Baltuffalo Orixioles. This is a guy that was my roommate in college, and we had a sports blog back in the day that I've very well hidden on the internet. You'll never see it. Um, this is how it starts. Shout start out with to the Chase Jones. <laughs> Hope I didn't just dox you there, Chase Jones, but a uh, friend of the pod, excellent sports talker. Could be a could be a guest, honestly. Could should we should we roast our fans and followers? Should that be like a regular thing that we do to like make them feel like a part of it? Well, we'd have to have fans and followers. Right now we have one personal friend, one thing that is almost assuredly Putin propaganda, World News 994. Wait a minute. Are you telling me there were 993 other World News accounts and they're just like, all right, whatever, whatever handle you've got? Finally. Gosh, I've been hitting numbers all day trying to get a World News account to work. (laughs) Listen, Putin, we got Tweet the Soccer in 2022. That took bravery, courage, creativity, some research. And a little bit of luck, at least. Hobbits. (laughs) Uh, Sean Connery in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Where's your you know, Do you know when Sean Connery shuts off his podcast? Isn't he dead? Oh wait, I totally fucked up. <laughs> you know did. when Sean Connery? You know when Sean Connery goes to Wimbledon? <laughs> no, I'm like, Ten- when tenish. would he? I guess tennis. Tennis. <laughs> Wait, ten ish, like ten yes. o'clock. Oh wow, that we just needed VAR. We needed VAR for that one. <laughs> yeah, we're scanning up. Oh, the joke worked. Yeah, it, it, that joke like, did cross go the goal to... line. It was real with a beep, and it got to roll back out. But we go to the video. We just see the close up of your mouth. And we was like, was he making an ish or an is or an ist? Hey, we have an ish. We and then an like the referee the does joke. this, and then <laughs> half of the people start cheering. Yeah, all the people are like, man, but it wasn't funny. Okay. Do you know all Van right, well, Aylwood? Do you know Van Aylwood? Before we sign No. Up? It sounds like a type of beer. legitimate new fan. Thank you, Van Aylwood. You're the first real fan of the podcast. You're our like, only fan. <laughs> You're our only fan, so we're going to get naked for you right now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Well, thank Let's you. Do it. Thank Van Aylwood. Here's our theme song. 
Ryan? <laughs>